0: Hi everyone, welcome to Type Talks. Today we have three ISTPs discussing why they're not INTPs. Because a lot of ISTPs I come across talk about how they've mistyped as certain types before in the past, either as INTP and sometimes even INTJ too. So those are the most common mistypes for for ISTPs that I see around. And perhaps we will go over some of the differences in this video. Dominic, would you like to tell us a bit about you?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Dominic. Um, I'm 29 years old. I'm an ISTP. And I guess that's everything you have to know about me. For
2: sure. And Mara? Hi, I'm Mar. I'm an ISTP, and I co-author a blog called Practical Typing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I highly recommend it. If you want to understand the Jungian cognitive functions in its full glory, go visit Practical Typing. It's one of the best typology websites out there. Just go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Dion.
3: Hi. Yes. Uh, ISTP, and as you can see, model building is my main hobby. And I'm in New Zealand.
0: Excellent. And so ISTPs, what types have you considered in the past when you were figuring out your type or you were just going through those type doubting phases that everyone goes through? What is a common type like ISTPs tend to, I don't know, think that they are sometimes?
1: Um, I guess the most common mistypes for ISTPs are INTJ and INTP. So uh, I, for example, still type as INTJ, I guess because um, that the NI comes uh, out in the test very much so that I appear as an uh, an item. Um, Yeah, and I also considered being an INTP because I... uh, Notice that I'm probably in TI DOM, so that was the, yeah, the most obvious guess from INTJ to INTP, but um, yeah, I'm sure that both are wrong.
2: I typed as an INTP, well, when I was younger, I typed as an ISTP. The older I got, the more I typed as an INTP, and that, so that took a while to kind of figure out what was going on there and which one I actually was. But now if I go up and take the test, I'll probably still get INTP if I'm being unbiased. Fascinating.
0: Dion?
3: Yeah, I typed as INTP, um, and I sort of accepted that simply because I hadn't studied the function stacks yet. Once it was pointed out to me that, you know, go and and have a look at the functions and uh, compare with what you do, it was really obvious to me, yep um i'm I'm not intp the the issue wasn't the ti part the issue was more the se and i mean my ni was sort of obvious i just didn't realize that i hadn't thought about how much se i was doing
0: very interesting yeah so this video tells us all a lesson if you have your friends take a test and they get intj or intp We consider that they could be an ISTP because that's a very common type that gets that on tests. Tests, they aren't accurate sometimes, like half the time. (laughs) So so if if you want to help your friends be more intellectually honest and you see them mistyping themselves, you can help the community by possibly looking at all the types they could be (laughs) from that. Yeah. And yeah. So... Dion, you mentioned SE and how you you knew that you used SE, so you couldn't be an INTP. Could you go into that?
3: Um, well, obviously the amount of crafting that I was always doing, I mean, I'm just my happy place is always sitting with something um, that I'm building, painting, some form of crafting uh, versus an INTP that I think is most happy discussing or researching some intellectual topic. Um, uh, But more than that, I'm I'm just very aware of um, details from the environment, um, whether it be something that I've left somewhere and now isn't there, or I've left all these parts in exactly that layout on my table and and if i come back and they're not exactly like that i can i can see it so you know very aware of details Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i guess that um the stereotype you mentioned that intps um, are more happy um yeah uh, taking time with uh, concepts and philosophy uh, made me think that i'm an intp because uh, i take a lot of time to, uh, study philosophy in my free time. So, uh, yeah, that made me think that I'm an intuitive maybe
2: mm-hmm.
1: because, um, as you said, SE is so, so obvious when you have it in the second spot yeah. that you don't, um, you don't even consider that people could have problems with that, you know, and you also, um, the, the difference between an E and S E is, um, how you perceive the world and you never, uh, get to know how you would perceive the world if you would be an, an E user. So you don't even know how it would be to be that. Does it make sense? Because you can, you can imagine to make uh, decisions differently, like an F, I user, for example. But it is a lot more difficult to imagine how you would perceive the world if you would be an, an e-user. Yeah, I
3: agree.
0: Yeah. Mara, you had something you wanted to say?
2: This is why I can never mute myself because I never remember that I'm muted. <laughs> but no, I was saying that the INTP descriptions tend to sound a lot more intellectual than the ISP descriptions. So it's like there's this automatic bias that you're gonna if you're smarter, you're gonna be an INTP. And it's easy to make that jump, and that's that's kind of where I went at a certain point with it too. Is that well, they they sound like they're more analytical and more you know, and then um. I'm also I think sometimes auxiliary SE isn't as actively observant like I spend a lot of time around SI dominant and, and the comparison there is the SI dominant is super observant and remembering everything. And I'm going, why would you remember that? <laughs> so it's like so to so me being around that all the time, I don't feel like my SE is super, super, I guess, on constantly and, and active. I'm noticing things as I need to versus like every little thing constantly.
0: interesting and so <laughs> you guys are so succinct i uh <laughs> yeah mm. so i was wondering about ne extroverted intuition in intps versus an i introverted intuition in istps where is the difference there like how did you know that you were an istp from that what are, what are the differences between you and intps in that respect
3: um, I I can't quite imagine, as Dominique was saying, an any DOM um, or even a, a high any user. The way my any comes through, <clears throat> and, and, and I've been told that my any is not bad at all, but from my own point of view, my any seems like the tool at the bottom of the toolbox almost um i can do it it's it's fine but i don't need to do it that often um so what does it really mean for me to be detecting things and what what does detective mean in in that sense of ne um in a sense slightly like when i'm busy on a project and i need to to get relations between things um and it's, and it's quite difficult to actually even put that into words. Um, I was watching a video that tried to explain it and I, and I can, I can see the way a, the, the classic detective look would use that. Um, they've got to find answers to things by cross-referencing this clue with that clue, this fact with that fact, does this lead us somewhere? Does it not lead us somewhere? Um, does my project have a path down this route? What could I use for that? What could I use in place of this? Versus my NI, which is a deeper understanding of the entire nature of assembling parts, um, how everything fits and so on. I'll give you one one little example with so with my model, um, with my model parts, you know, I can I can in the beginning I would have little i would be building a model and I'll take, take the parts off and you cross-reference to the instructions, get the numbers, you know what goes where because the instructions told you. But the more you build, the less you need instructions to the point now where you could take all the parts off, 10 kits, juggle them all up in one box and give it to me and say, build them without instructions. And I'd probably be able to do that. Um, so, so my N-I... And I suppose a bit of any is in there as well, but my NI understands the nature of what makes the whole so well that I could do that. Let someone else talk a bit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The main thing that came down to for me on any versus NI was that it just seemed like the any users would. They would get involved in these different things, research different things for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Like, we're just looking into all of these things for fun, just, you know, and we'll jump here, then there, then there, then there. For, for no, there's no direction and no, just a scatter plot thing going on. And I, I can't do that at all. It's like if I'm looking into something, there is a reason for it. I am looking for something, I, I am trying to figure something out, I'm trying to learn how to do something, something that I'm actually going to do and put into action and not just know for the sake of knowing. And that that's what it seemed to really come down to in all the research I did on any versus SE, really, but any versus NI.
3: Well, that's actually a good point. Um, the, the people that mentioned that I have good NE, it was all in response to random you know, sort of meme posting and comments on groups where the whole point is just making an interesting next relation to something. Um, so it's exactly true what you say. The, the directed use of NE is, well, the more directed it becomes, the closer it becomes to NI. But I mean, let's say the, the required or on-demand use of NE, not just for random nonsense like more a detective who actually is solving a crime, but is trying to find clues and so on. So, yeah, you have got these two aspects of it in, in the...
0: Yeah, a lot of extroverted intuition users I know will just learn for the sake of learning. They kind of have a Wikipedia trails, so like they call it that sometimes, where like a link leads to a link that leads to a link that leads to a link, and they just yeah. keep learning without an a clear endpoint or use for that knowledge at all. is just yeah. to learn. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, But I do that too, a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
3: do you do it more than NI or, or does your, does your link to link to link have a central theme?
1: Yeah, I guess, um, I also have no reference, like, how an INTP would do that and how much I do that, I guess if you're so, um, for example, philosophy has no, um, direct use or something like that. So that's, that's obvious just knowing for the sake of knowing you can't directly apply it to anything. Um, but, hmm.
2: I mean, it's not to say I speak can't be into philosophy. I think that's more of a use philosophy as more of a life guidance kind of thing, don't you? Or no?
1: Yeah, I guess, um, I don't know if it's more TI or NI, but I guess I just want to make sense of the world so that um, I know in what kind of world I live in. So. And therefore I have to learn a lot of stuff. And if there's something I find important for that picture of the world, I guess I'm acting like an INTP in that point.
0: Mara, what are your thoughts on on that? On philosophy? Is that within the realm of ISTP? I don't like to say that one
2: type cannot be into this thing. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like to say that because I, I would like, I like to think that every type can be into one specific thing. They'll just do it in a different way.
0: Because
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. fall into that trap of like, if you are into this, you must be X type. I don't think that's yeah. true at all.
1: I guess um, what makes the difference between an INTP is that um, things like philosophy or so I can only do it when um, in my free time when, when there's no stress or something like that. And I also, um, discovered that interest, uh, later. So the, the typical ISCP things like, um, engineering or things like that, um, came earlier to me and they are easier and without effort and the intuitive, uh, things are a little bit more difficult,
0: yeah, what do you mean by more difficult? Can you go into that?
1: I guess at least when when I watch uh, your videos with intps and you're asking questions about anything, they just start uh, start talking like <laughs> like it was no problem for them, you know, and they can just maneuver around these things very easily. And um, it's very hard for me to, to even start talking if I don't have the point in my, in my head already.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is...
2: That, that is the thing, is, though, because of the way any users like to kind of get this scatterplot of information, that's why they can just usually come out with something. Whereas like, you're into philosophy, you can be interested in a subject that technically has no purpose, but you're not necessarily going into all these other random subjects that have no purpose. You just happen to have this interest right here.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I also would, um, would find it um, distracting if I don't see that this is, uh, or if a topic isn't leading to the point I want to get, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, makes that, that, sense. That, actually,
3: that might be a good point there um, as to maybe why N-E, NE for an ISTP might just be dragged into NI form. Um, I mean, uh, that, that should be sort of self-evident that NI is higher anyway. But what I mean by that is if you if you're getting relating ideas, you probably have 10 higher themes already waiting so you're just going to automatically slot things in, rather than have them remain disjunct, so to speak, so that that ne of just random. It's not truly random, but um, you know, just grabbing relations on as required, like let's say uh, just browsing odd topics on from link to link to link. Um, probably just gets hijacked immediately by the NI process that you're, you're actually wanting these things to belong to something.
0: Yeah. Extroverted intuition has a random access quality to it. So with INTPs, you'll notice that they can quickly answer any single thing you ask them with ease so the extroverted intuition causes a verbosity It causes them to be verbose. So it's very easy for them to articulate what they have to say. And it's very easy for them to pick an idea and, and to just talk about it. Whereas for ISTPs might have a little bit of a harder time putting their thoughts into words because they want to kind of get their point first before speaking, which is a little yeah. different than the INTPs, who are more scatterplot, like Mara said. Yeah, I, like I guess like
2: ISTPs tend to be vaguer. In, in, in many ways. They may be very specific when they say something, but what they say overall tends to be vaguer. whereas the INTPs will go into all these little specifics, give you all these extra little details.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could um, spot INTPs and ISTPs if you would do um, a brainstorming session, for example. So if there's a topic or um, um, you want to brainstorm about, in the one case i uh, would have the the c- conclusion uh, ready and i won't need the brainstorming uh, to to come to a point and i w- would find the brainstorming session uh, unnecessary or distracting or I haven't thought about the subject already and then I'm totally empty and won't have any, anything to, to contribute to the brainstorming, but probably a day later or so, I would have the something, uh, something ready in my head that I could contribute, but then it's too late.
0: Yeah. Brainstorming is a huge way you can tell apart NI versus NE. INTPs, they have extroverted intuition. It's a function that's generally very good with brainstorming and coming up with ideas, a plethora of ideas that are seemingly unrelated, like desperate ideas. They'll have more of an ease with brainstorming and throwing out ideas without attachment to them. Whereas ISTPs, they're not going to be as into brainstorming as INTPs on a whole, because brainstorming doesn't always have like a a direction or a point before going down that route, or it's also just hard sometimes. It it feels much more rich in my head, like the idea I'm trying to convey, but when I try to say it, like only like 5% goes through and then I'm only saying 5% of what I actually think. So yeah, a great point, Dominic.
3: Here's another thought that I've been having. I've I've been trying to relate NE to TE and NI to TI because I understand TI really well, and I understand NI somewhat well, and I can observe TE reasonably. Um, So, so where does that leave us with NE or how do those two, how do those functions relate to each other? Now, for myself my ti dominates everything so i'm i'm actually somewhat aware of my ni doing things whereas if i speak to ti dom, uh, ni doms they always sort of have the statement that i i, I know it just because i know it A, and ni is just knowing and to me ni isn't just knowing ni is ni knows because you've previously understood the system very, very well. Um, maybe that's type, uh, people's type, MBTI type. So you can you could know something about someone because you understand type, or I might know something about the assembly of parts or the nature of 3D objects because I understand the physical world very well. Um, So when when I'm using my NI, it's processing a little bit like TI. And if I think of uh, NE, it's accessing facts in somewhat like the ad hoc fashion of TE, if that makes sense. And I'm I'm sort of glad that, that TI rules my functions because it does make me quite aware of it, it analyzes everything that's that's been happening so as i'm getting getting facts in relation to a project as i'm eyeing a lot of things together i'm aware that i'm doing so and why i was why i was doing that if i'm looking through parts in the garage to sort of what could fit for this what could i use in place of that and oh that'll just be the right part right there whereas someone else would just see it as a part, and you know exactly that that was the part that you, you had in mind for something, even though its actual purpose was something completely different. But that's because you understand the nature of things. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah, I I agree with you, I guess, that and I is what... Um, outside of MBTI is called understanding
3: I uh, yep I can go with that um, I, I sometimes have to try and separate what what TI really does versus what NI does and and I have to almost remind myself that TI is analyzing and processing everything um, its goal is understanding. But NI aided so much in that understanding process. So in NI alone could achieve the understanding. TI just worked it through a machine, continually anal- analyzed every aspect, but the end understanding came from NI.
2: Well, so NI is a perceiving function. So NI is information. TI is actually processing. And that's where I think people mix the two together. NI is not forming a judgment. NI is purely gathering information and internalizing it. And then TI is taking it and processing it and coming to some kind of judgment on it, because that is a judgment function. And that's where people mix them up. So your INTJs, they're pulling in a lot of information with their dominant function. They're doing the I just know because the higher you get an I up, the more abstract you get and the less you really remember where it came from. Because you're not really concerned with those physical aspects. Yeah. Just let me bring in the my my vague abstract information. <laughs> Whereas I think if you get the NI a little lower, you might be more likely to have a concrete way to trace back sometimes, because it's not quite as high, and you're more valuing the SE.
3: Um,
0: cool. How does NI show up in the third slot for ISTPs? How would you describe the the function the, that people consider the biggest function? <laughs>
3: The one, the one aspect that I just saw recently, um, which I wasn't that aware of, was how my SE or maybe TISE overrides NI. So if I'm shown something, the immediate response is the literal view of what I'm seeing. The SE world is relating it uh, or interpreting it as strong as possibly to what is known. What is the real world? whereas if the picture looks like something else and has a hidden image in it, so to speak, the NI has to work a little bit harder to feed that through the SE level to be seen, whereas an NI DOM immediately sees the, the, the sort of hidden things. They're just relating everything. Um, so, so yes, my my NI has to be called upon somewhat strongly a little tug on the leash so to speak
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so like I tend to get a lot of the I think tertiary intuitives tend to feel pretty abstract because they're hyper conscious of that that third slot and I know I will I will get my different I guess hunches and ideas of where something's gonna go or whatever it may be but since it is lower I'm not necessarily gonna really trust that. And more often than not, it's like, I'll see something happen and go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense that that happened. I kind of, eh, yeah, okay. That's about what I thought. And, but I'm not really going to sit here before it happens and go, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. I just know it.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
3: I've got another little example, um, which which might give you an idea of how the NI plays out in my my thing. So this one model aeroplane project, a bigger one, um, and I needed to make two fiberglass wingtips for it, um, which I quite enjoy the challenge of a new thing, a new, new crafting area, so learning the fiberglassing and that. So I sculpted the, the original balsa wooden wingtip, and then I needed to make the mold and then make the first fiberglass wingtip. So, so this is what we're talking about. Okay, so I make the first one. Um, it's it's not the best, as one would expect. Not it, it, it was certainly usable. It's okay. Mm, okay, let's see how we can work this to the second one. What improvements do we make on the second one? Make the second one, and so it started going. Oh, I'm not entirely happy with that third one. Oh, that third one's a bit a bit to this, a bit too that. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. In the end, I'd made eighteen. Of these, all, all, all with variations and all different. Some lighter, some heavier, some uh, this and some that. Um, most of them good enough to use. So my ni is just continually trying to understand this process better and better, so that I can understand the entire nature of making the pot. So I. I've almost lost track of the fact that I only need to, and I don't care that I only need to. Now the issue is about learning fiberglassing well enough or, or very well, I should say.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Okay. Sure. The, the, the NI just, just wants to continue until it, until it completely has absorbed this process.
0: Interesting. And so, Dominic, uh, what are your thoughts?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, NI is um, seeing patterns in things. And um, if you apply that to philosophy, for example, and maybe you're reading about a philosophical, philosophical system, and you're trying to... Um, analyze it, then you could do it in two ways. You could look for logical inconsistencies, which is um, pretty easy for me because I'm a TI DOM and that's that's the typical stereotype. But um, um, a system doesn't have to be logically inconsistent to be um, untrue because... Um, something can just be a bad representation of reality and these kind um, of considerations take um, quite long and i don't have um, conscious control over um, over the kinds of informations or ideas i have about something like that it just comes um, into my mind, maybe in the morning when I uh, woke up, my my head is quite busy and I get uh, all these ideas. But um, yeah, it's just, it just just comes um, suddenly and yeah, it's it's not as accessible like um, an INTP could use his um, intuition. I guess
0: you're seeing this theme with ISTPs taking a while to to access what they actually want to say. So they'll say it, but they'll say it in a vague, vaguer way than the INTPs will. And the INTPs, like what Mara said, they'll be more specific and they'll have also an easier time voicing their general thoughts on a lot of things. It's just it, the thoughts come way more easily for them. And they're more yeah but both.
1: but but uh, I think there are two parts um, you know you have you have um, se and you observe the world pretty well all the details and variations and the next process is to um, gain all the patterns and uh, assign meaning to it so you have your opinion about it um, like a world view for example so that's The first part, and the second part is to um, express that with words, and you know that's the second very, very uh, difficult, or yeah, um, it's it's not easy, and it takes um, take some time, and sometimes um, you get ideas um, by doing something totally different like taking a walk or something like that or go sleeping and then suddenly the the right idea comes into your head.
0: Mm-hmm. a speculation with an eye it's kind of like waiting for that idea to emerge in in the back burner so like as you're taking a nap or you're walking you're you're just you're waiting for that idea to come you're you're not actively hunting for it so with Extroverted intuition, N E, it's it's known for hunting for ideas. So mm-hmm. NE will just actively brainstorm to engage with patterns, whereas NI will kind of wait for that pattern clarity to come to them eventually when it when it all clicks, when it all like all the things come together where they can get the best read of that situation. I don't know if that thought came out as eloquently as I wanted it to, but
2: <laughs> so I tend to have this issue I know where I'm like I'm like looking for something, mentally speaking. I'm looking for something, and I, I'm not sure exactly what I'm looking for because something doesn't quite make sense. Like, I, I tend to get, I tend to not necessarily know what part is TI and what part is in I think both are playing into it. But I, I'm, I'm sitting here going, okay, I'm missing something. I know what I'm missing, and I'm trying to just just think, but the thinking isn't really in words, and I'm just like waiting for something just to, just to click in there, like, no, 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 I'll get it in a second, and what, what I'm missing, I'll, I'll know what it is in just a second, or I'll, I'll figure out what question that I need to ask any second now. And until then, I'm gonna ask these other questions that will probably not get me my answer, but maybe if the person's a little bit more verbose than me, they'll start saying things that might give me what I need. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the most frustrating thing ever. And I think it's a combo of the two somehow, some way, because it's just so, I don't know, feels so much like flailing,
0: but <laughs> mentally. <laughs> Mental flailing, that's a good term term to coin. (laughs) I I can relate to that on some level. (laughs) Another difference between INTPs and ISTPs that appeared in this panel too, and I totally forgot my point. (laughs) When I lost that point, I don't have like a backup NE point that I could like just replace that with and talk about that instead. I'm just like, huh. And then it just goes silent. Yeah, great. Thank you, brain. <laughs> you were so useful. <laughs> It'll come back maybe later. So why do you ISTPs think there's that trouble with vagueness of your thoughts? Why does that phenomenon happen?
2: I read somewhere they were saying that people with SI tend to think more in words versus and yep. NI users do not think in words. We think more in Pictures or something. I don't really remember exactly, but I was kind of went okay. I could kind of see that because I don't necessarily think in words. <laughs> uh
0: uh-huh.
3: Don't necessarily agree that that um, that our explanations are vague, but uh, but I would say that they may come across as vague to the receiver. Um, I suppose sometimes when explaining, we we sort of we. We need to explain this little thing here so we're starting here and we're making sure that you understand all these things that are required to before we can get there there (laughs) so we're going around and we we, we're ensuring that you're with us are you with us and then we can maybe get there and if you've lost us we need to go fetch you out somewhere there yeah so that 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 might be you know that might be part of it i mean we could explain I, i can often explain something straight to the point but I know that I'm not explaining the full understanding of it to the person, so they might just say, "Oh yeah," and and they it's it's an empty yep because I haven't I haven't given them the entire process.
2: Well, it depends on context, right? Like, yeah, yeah. depending on who I'm talking to, I'm gonna sit here and try to break it down for you, and then I might get a little bit more specific. But like we had on one of the panels before with ISTPs, I and mean, questions like, "How would you spend your free time?" and it was kind of like, "Well, doing whatever." You know i felt like doing and it's just like this is a very not useful answer like, <laughs> like very specific. you know like whatever you feel like doing okay well, what would you feel like doing <laughs> usually
1: i wanted to add that um it also depends whether you are writing or talking because i think uh, at least for me writing is 100 times easier because there's no uh, immediate pressure to to yeah. Um, yep. yeah, to say something. You can yeah, it doesn't matter if it takes two two days to to write a, yeah. a letter of two sentences, because you can take all the time you need for it. Yeah, true. I guess that's what uh, what we talked about with AI. It's not accessible, very easy, and it just comes at one point
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah like when i write an article i do something i do exactly what dion was saying where it's like okay let me me start this bottom part right here now let me build this onto it and this onto it, and i got to explain this to explain this to explain this to explain this And eventually i'm going to reach this thing up here that i wanted to talk about and was the whole point of this article but first i got to tell you these 10 things is they're all groundwork for this one thing up here
1: yeah, when, when I, for example, when I write uh, something, I uh, I will read it at least 50 times to make sure that everyone would um, understand it the same way as I understand it, you know, because words are just the shell for the meaning and different people could eventually understand the words differently. So. And if you're doing that immediately while you're talking, that makes it really difficult to, to, um, articulate your ideas because you always stop to check if it, um, if what you're saying is what you mean, you know?
2: Yes. I think TI, what TI organizes thoughts. So I think a lot of times because of that, writing is a lot easier. It's a lot easier for me to sit down and try to structure my thoughts and figure out how to actually lay this out. Versus my comparison is Ryan, the ISJ with the complete opposite sack, but in a similar order, he's much better at explaining verbally. Like he just sit there and just produce the information and explain it to you. But for him to sit down and write an article is a lot more complicated for him and actually sit there and figure out how to organize an article, like, I would think that would be easy. I would think, oh, TE is the organization function. You can't organize an article. But he has the hardest time for whatever the reason organizing an article. Whereas I'm just like, dude, structure. This, 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 this. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I wonder if two factors could be playing into that as well. So it's the TE, like you said, Mara, and also the extroverted intuition that Mara, I mean, sorry, that Ryan has as well. So with my NE user friends, I, I tend to, you know after meeting a lot of people in the tech community i start to hear the same stories again and again and one story i hear a lot from extroverted intuition users is like oh when i was back in university my problem with essays was i wrote way over the word limit it was a lot of effort for me to be able to shrink it to the required <clears throat> word limit what i'm trying to demonstrate with that is with extroverted intuition <laughs> it's kind of good with the blah, like the kind of word vomit or the Word generation, but it's not—it's not always good with succinctly knowing which points are the most relevant for the essay and to make it th- the length that it's supposed to be <laughs> without going over. Mm.
2: This might sound terrible, but sometimes I can tell I'm dealing with an N E S I person or S I N E person if if I ask them a question. And then I feel myself just kind of glazing over as I'm getting too much information. It's like, no, 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 no. Answer just the question. Because if you give me way more than the question, I am not going to remember anything that you said or the answer to the question. So just stop and give me just the answer.
3: I've had that um, in meetings where I've been asked for an estimate of something or other and Again, this is them asking me for that. Um, I can give them this, a straight answer, but a straight answer is meaningless in this context because I need to ask them, yeah, but do you mean you want to include this, this, and this as well for your estimate? Look, just give us the estimate. Can't we get a straight answer out of you? And I'm like, I, I am giving you the best straight answer because any single value is a wrong answer. Do you want this? Do you want to do it the fast way? Do you want to do it the more detailed way, et cetera, et cetera? Because they're different estimates for each one. Just what's the estimate?
2: (laughs) Well, that's a need for accuracy. Yeah, you just can't. If there's other factors, we got to clear up these factors before we can give an answer. Otherwise, it's not going to be an accurate answer.
0: That is true. The need for accuracy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, But but I mean, going back to the point, I, I don't think ISTPs are vague on their intent or ability to answer it's just um you need to understand what the ISTP is trying to convey Um, a little bit of the structure a little bit of the understanding and then you can get the facts so that the facts really fit into the right slot at the time
2: it's a matter of perspective of who you're talking to as in who's hearing it
3: yeah
0: yeah, depends on how you're using the word facts and vague, because mm-hmm. <laughs> both both ways of seeing it are true, and depending on how you frame the word fact. Being the
3: yeah. On the other hand, I'm, I may sometimes actually answer vaguely, like, do you want burger or pizza? Yes, that's a valid answer for that question. Um, it hasn't told you what I want, but I do want pizza or burger.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I find that generally, like, my ISTP friends are what people would consider vague unless they're trying to TI clarify something. So like their TI is trying to clarify a piece of information. I'm like, I should really give an example with this, otherwise I'm just saying words. But then I'm like, huh, examples, and then I'm I'm drawing a blank. So
1: (laughs) I could give you an example, for example, when people ask me questions that I find silly or unnecessary or that the answer would lead to into a totally wrong direction then i give um i intentionally give vague answers to bother them so they notice that the question was silly i do that quite often
2: mm-hmm. also give vague answers if i don't want to answer the question
1: yes. yeah
0: there's this theme you know dominic and mara were talking about Before we started recording, and it was like, what happens like when an ISTP just doesn't want to do something? So basically, I was like, you know, ISTPs—it's hard to bring them on panels because they're kind of shy. And then Dominic, he said, maybe it's partly because we're shy, but it's also partly because we don't want to as well. (laughs) And then then (laughs) I was like, wow, wow. There's this element of just is this ti apathy what is this <laughs> where does this come from not wanting to do it well is it like- there's
2: such a desire to be in the spotlight i think that's a thing like i'm really not big on the spotlight <laughs> i a hard time coming up with words to say on the spotlight anyway you're in the spotlight so
0: yeah being an introvert being a thinker <laughs> just i don't know who knows <laughs> Yeah, but Mara, you bring up a really good point where you're like, you can tell if someone's an extroverted intuition user by when you're reading what they're saying, they'll, they'll type in a certain way. Like there's a very distinct extroverted intuition typing style and yeah, it's ultra, it's ultra detailed storytelling, extremely detailed storytelling. And those details aren't exactly relevant for you getting to understand the point more. They're just details for the sake of details. I had an <coughs> NESI using friend, and they called it their sushi conveyor belt mind. So it's like whenever they see a new dish on the rotating on the su- sushi conveyor belt, they're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna grab that." And I'm like, oh, "Where's the point? Where's the point? Stop getting these random dishes." <laughs> yeah, with ice teepees on a whole, not all. Like I, I'm not. I don't want to generalize and. Make anyone feel left out. On a whole, INTPs use more words when they are conveying a point, whereas ISTPs may use generally a little less words because they'll be able to convey their point a little more succinctly, more clearly, concisely.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, you sent me that one, any user panel. Listen, the IFP one, I don't even remember. It, it was like four hours long or something ridiculous. <laughs> I think it was three. I was like, what the heck, man? How can
0: these <laughs> people talk for this long? <laughs> it's it's quite the miracle. Um. <laughs> yeah, so
2: I'll give you something purely anecdotal. I've noticed a lot of any users in my life will send me, like, 20 texts within this period of, like, 10 seconds. Yes, yes. When I hear my phone go off 20 times in a row, ping, 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 like, hey, okay. my sister, my brother maybe this person over here, (laughs) but they're all high end users.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When my inbox, like it goes off mad cow and it just goes ping, 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 like with an idea, 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 I call it the N E avalanche, the extroverted intuition avalanche. And so what they'll do is they'll send you like a million ideas and they'll also send you like video clips or esoteric references that they'll have to, to show you with the ideas. And, and so it's just a a lot of information at once. Immediately. Mm-hmm.
2: Or just like single words. Oh, I can't stop <laughs> and combine this into one message. Like, why was it two and then two and then three words and then another couple words? You oh, know, look, we got a sentence
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> and so any differences you see between your type and possible types you can miss type as?
1: Something I I was wondering, you did... Um an INTP live session. Would something like that uh, even be possible with ISTPs?
0: It's hard to even get a recording with you guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but if if someone would ask a question, uh, that it would probably take a lot of time until someone finally decides to answer.
2: Well, the hope is that there's at least one ISTP there who knows how to answer that question.
0: (laughs) The the room will just turn into a quick silence until the first ISTP chooses to speak. It'll be the video with the longest pauses of the ISTP live Q&A. Just half of the video is going to be a pause.
3: (laughs) I've got a quick question. Tell me what function is most in play here. Person sees something. Let's let's say something along. Oh, you've maybe seen it in movies that person sees this number. They see this number on say a house, uh, a litter box. Then they see the number on TV. Then they see this here and they start thinking oh, that number is coming a lot, coming up a lot today. Um, and then they they sort of lead themselves to believe that they've seen this number now, you know, five times, ten times today. What does this all mean? What is that?
2: Sounds
1: does... enough. Weirdness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but you do that thing where you see the car, and then you see the same car. And the only reason you're seeing the same car and over and over and over again is because you're for some reason thinking about this car. Yeah. That's- not really necessarily any kind of coincidence it's just you're buying you're noticing this one thing right now and you're hyper
3: noticing it yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's not it's not actual coincidence and it has no actual meaning it's yeah. it's, it's just like, it's a, like, a a focus for the moment
2: it's a yeah, psychological- so you buy the car and see them everywhere suddenly,
3: yeah,
0: yeah, it's a psychological bias. When you know it exists you pay more attention to it or you notice it everywhere once you notice it once you start focusing and paying attention to it you notice it everywhere type of mm. brain bias yeah. cognitive bias
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah i think the aspect the aspect of intp versus istp that still somewhat doesn't settle with me a hundred percent is i tend to strongly relate crafting with istp However, that isn't always true, as in Dominic's case and Mara. I don't know to what degree you have crafting hobbies or do hand activities um, where you like, I don't know, painting, Um, building, decorating, whatever.
2: When I was younger and had a lot more time on my hands, I was more into sports. I, I'll use this term. I was, I was very much into weapons. (laughs) So I had a target in my basement. I threw axes, knives, stars, spikes, et cetera, et cetera, and I had different things like that. That I did I took karate for a while. Um, I had a lot of physically geared hobbies. I went camping, backpacking a couple times. I didn't specifically get really into crafting that I can think of
0: specifically,
3: but so on a daily basis. How much are you seing?
2: The thing here is that I think some of that can be anecdotal, because se can outlet in different ways. So I mean, I these days I do a lot more in my blog, and so that's not doesn't seem directly se, but it kind of depends. Because if you say I think you say create a website, I think that can have a lot of se drivers drivers in it. Because you're creating this thing, this, I guess, we'll use the word aesthetic, even though I hate using aesthetic, it references SE, But you're creating this visual thing, even though it's not a physical thing. And you can do that from an SE standpoint, even though it's not, you're not physically making something with your hands. Yeah. And I do do some website creation and stuff like that. Um, Okay. I also get into... Wow, I see that can go into many different things, too. The problem is I can see so many different ways to explain one hobby from different functions. Yeah. Because in my brain, it's more about how you approach the hobby versus the hobby itself. Yeah. So I think there's probably a trend for the higher SE users to be more into crafting than the other funct- people with the other functions. I like think there's probably a trend toward that, but not necessarily the only way SE will ever outlet.
3: Yeah,
2: which is it's why a lot of the ISV descriptions are, are describing basically, I guess you in many
3: ways yeah, with all the yeah. crafting. Yeah. Yeah. They made it easy for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just noting the difference between Dominique and myself, my work contains no crafting, you know, so I get no sort of job satisfaction to feed my type. Whereas Dominique's does, um, you know, uh, Electronics and so on is an interesting and somewhat rewarding for the ISTP point of view. Mm -hmm. My my hobby my hobbies have to feed that all to me, because I don't have that in my work. that makes sense. So so that might also be a reason why Dominique is drawn a little bit more to the intellectual aspect and philosophy. in in the personal
1: life
2: i used yeah, to work but, in systems administration and i think that was a lot of more se driven
1: what i wanted to add that um is that uh, philosophy is not my only um interest obviously i also like uh hiking for example and that's <laughs> quite se heavy i think yeah. so okay yeah. i guess um as an ip with the observing functions in the middle, you are quite balanced with intellectual versus um, yeah. SE things. Mm-hmm. And I also uh, notice that when I'm uh, reading too much or watching too many of uh, Joyce's videos, I definitely feel the need to go outside and yeah. do something physically. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I also had get get that sort of thing.
1: And uh, when I was uh, when I was a child, I used to play with uh, Lego for for years. You could put me in a room, give me something to drink, and then you won't see me <laughs> for years. Yeah. And um, I also had um, I don't know what you call it, a model railway. Yeah. When I was younger. And I would still uh, make that a hobby if my um, apartment had enough space for that.
0: That is so amazing. <laughs>
2: I once tried to do a Lego thing. This is where sometimes... I have, I've had people suggest to me the they of ADHD. And this is where I could potentially see it. I sat down and tried to look at this Lego thing that you're supposed to make look and I just got the worst headache after like three minutes. Just trying to concentrate on the stupid Lego model. And I just thought, can't do this. Got up, walked away.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> but, Dominic, you you thought you unmuted Yeah,
1: yourself. Um I guess at least I when I was younger, I um you know you you buy a model or something like that and you You build it like the manual says, and when you have enough models, you have enough enough parts so you can build something on your own. That's the more satisfying part about Lego, actually. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, fascinating. (laughs) And so INTJs, you know, ISTPs mistyping as INTJs. I'm wondering why that happens and where you think the differences are for all of you.
2: I think SE and TE can be easily mixed up because SE is very action oriented. SE wants to take whatever that's going on in here and do it. Let me do the thing, which is why they don't get, they're not interested in doing a lot of the theoretics usually because they're like, just, just give me my action plan and let's roll with that and stop talking about it. And then TE, similarly, TE is, very much about like let me create structure, let me complete these goals and reach these you know achievements. So I think the two can start to look very similar. So if you get a driven STP, they're going to look very much like an NTJ under certain contexts.
1: Uh, I also think that um, you know most people in the community take um, text based tests, and it's very hard for the people who design the tests. Um, to differentiate if the if someone picks the a certain answer because of the intuition or because of TI, because a lot of um, questions that are designed to distinguish between S and N satisfy the TI. And so they pick the N question, uh, although they may be uh, sensors.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. I feel like any has, in many ways, stolen tidbits from other functions. And I used to just say it was TI. I used to just say that any has stolen stuff from TI, and that's why um, the INTP descriptions can be very relatable sometimes as an ISTP because any has taken from TI. But then recently, um, I got Carl Jung's book because you know, you keep saying that we're very much in line. <laughs> read it so we actually got it the other day and we we're reading some of it and we we're reading what si is according to carl young and based on that any has taken some from si and claimed it as any and i was like that's very interesting and he's taken from ti and has taken from si this is why any <laughs> descriptions are so
0: long <laughs> wow that is hilarious that is so funny that was a tj INTJ- <laughs> INTJ is also an easy result for people to get on tests like, to begin with too, because there's a, an intuitive bias with tests. Like A lot of sensors will score intuitive on, on the tests because some of the questions are like, do you have an imagination? If yes, intuitive. <laughs> if you don't have an Im- imagination at all, you're a sensor. And like, no, <laughs> like these, these tests are not accurately gauging S or N at all. And a <laughs> lot of my sensor friends score n on a lot of personality tests. So, yeah, that's another thing to look out for. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, it's really easy to think that your third function is stronger than it is in in Mm -hmm. its third slot. So for the ISTPs and the ISFPs, they can mistype as NI DOMS, like being NI DOMS, because they heavily identify with their, their third slot NI. Personality hacker. What they say is that your auxiliary and your tertiary function—they're your conscious functions. So they're the functions that you can see. And so if the ISTP and the ISFP can like see their Ni more, then they might identify as a Ni first type. Because I've even met some ISFPs who think that they're INTJ or INFJ, um, which is interesting. I
2: think the other, I think I kind of mentioned earlier, but it's like. People make be very observant and it it can be, but I think as SE auxiliaries, the SE dominants tend to be hyper, hyper observant from what I've seen. Whereas the SE auxiliaries, it kind of depends on what's going on, who they're around and what they need to focus on. And they're not always the ones that are hyper, hyper observant. But but like I said, it's gonna depend on who you're around and comparing yourselves to. But I think with it in the middle, that SE and NI is working together more seamlessly. So you're not always like actively observing. And, it's just, and so people will go, well, I'm not very observant. I can't have SC. Well, it, it, not necessarily. How, like, are you, how aware are you, of how observant you are? Because there's been times in my past where, like, I think I was at camp at one point in time. And I was just kind of walking, talking to a friend. I, and this is going to kind of bridge the stereotype somewhat, but it kind of proving a point, I guess. I kind of hit the stick with my leg. And the moment I hit it, I jumped over it. Like, it was just this quick automatic reflex to jump right over this thing. And people were like, whoa, how would you just do that? I didn't actually see it consciously at all. It just kind of happened and it reacted. And I think that's kind of, sometimes SE is very, this unconscious observation. So they don't necessarily feel like they're hyper-present, but if something kind of comes into their path, they're going to react to it very quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I guess... Um... For example, when you're driving a car and you're driving alone, then you, um, or at least I am relatively observant of my surroundings and stuff like that. And, but I, it feels like that I can at the same time think about something. And if on the other hand, someone's in the car uh, and wants to talk to me, then, um, and I, I'm in, Really engage in the conversation, then I, I'm still driving, but I don't even know how I got somewhere, you know, and that's that's that feels quite um, frightening that you <laughs> drive a car with, uh, you know, 200 kilometers per hour in Germany and you're talking <laughs> while that and you don't even notice up uh, consciously the things that happening uh, that are happening around you, but everyone is telling you that you're a, uh, a brilliant driver and that's, that's crazy sometimes.
2: Or you know, every now and then how the problem is where I'll, I'll come out of whatever I was, I was thinking go, wait, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure out how far I got on my journey without paying attention. Well, feeling like I was paying attention.
0: Yeah, so for the ISTP descriptions, they're very SE-heavy. Sometimes ISTPs won't identify with it because it's like, well, my SE is not that strong. <laughs> like, so they might think, oh, am I another type?
1: <laughs> and I also um, think, or well, I I have a quite sober um, perception of my observations and how I perceive the world is quite... Um, unpersonal and detached and the um se answers in surveys are they they feel too um exaggerated to me to choose them Mm
0: -hmm. yeah exaggerated extroverted sensing questions it's like do you like skydiving or diving off a cliff if you don't then how can you use SE possibly (laughs)
1: like no (laughs) they always use um, words like beautiful and, you know, qualifiers that exaggerate everything.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. well the aesthetics thing that I kind of get annoyed about. Sometimes people make aesthetics about SE. In, in my experience, that's a lot of times feelers will get more into aesthetics. It's like a lot of your SEFIs, your, your SFPs will do a lot of that. Whereas I find the SDPs are just kind of like, eh, they're more like, is it useful? This is practical, like, <laughs> and it's less about how does it look? It's like, that's the most useless way to use SE I could possibly think of. I mean, obviously there's interior design stuff. Like I'm not trying to, but you know, just from my perspective, sometimes who cares how it looks? Does it work?
0: Can I use it? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah
1: and- if, for, for example, if someone, um, asks, do you like it or something like that? I don't even have an answer for it. I can always, always say, or tell the facts and tell you what is, but I can never tell how it is for me because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the, I don't care, whatever. Just kind of, kind of. But I think that
2: distinguishes us from the Fi doms a lot too. It's like I don't know how I feel about this thing. Like,
0: does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And Mara, you mentioned a really good point about Se looking a lot like Te. So a driven STP will look like an NTJ, and that can cause maybe an ISTP who's maybe a little more driven to maybe see themselves as an TJ possibly? Hypothesis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, I see that to be the case as well. I'm wondering, how would you help someone who's trying to distinguish that?
2: I mean, usually you try to figure out the INGD should be a lot more uh, structured and planned. They should actually not want that spontaneity as much. Your ISPs usually want more of the the spontaneity, the freedom to do whatever, whenever. Whereas your INTJs will get a lot more into scheduling, but let me prepare for this in advance. And your NTJs in general will be a lot more, let me prepare for this in advance. And the SDPs are like, no, I really don't want to prepare for this.
0: Yeah. So it goes down to a JP difference. judge that usually, since th- that's often the quickest way to do it, the easiest
2: distinction to make. Because I don't feel like, I don't feel hyper compelled to prepare for a lot of things or think about them that far in advance. Like I really don't want to think about them that far in advance because I don't feel like it's going to do me very much good. Like I was saying this one, I was playing this one thing earlier to, to Ryan and he basically said, Oh, that's like you hitting an N I wall because I every now and then kind of mock him for hitting an any wall. Well, he was like, that's your N I wall. And what it was is that, uh, the context was like thinking about an interview or something or thinking about these questions that someone's going to ask me. And I go, yeah, I don't know how I'd answer that. And then I give up and stop thinking about it. And then just figure whenever that moment comes, I'll survive somehow. <laughs> maybe I'll come up with something. Maybe I'll blank out and just not. But I'm just, I, I can't think of an answer. So I'm just going to give up and stop. And he was like, that's your NI wall. I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. Cause I wish I could sit there and just think about it and eventually come up with something. But I just, I can't. I just can't go beyond, a I don't know how to answer that.
0: Fascinating. So how far into the future to, do ISTPs tend to think? How far do you plan?
1: How far? I guess that depends if the subject is something that is fun to the ISTP. Because, for example, um, when I'm planning a... Uh, like a holiday or a hiking trip maybe for the summer mm-hmm. then i will plan a lot in advance like the things i need and my maps and plan routes and do all the things but that's something i choose for myself to do you know the the trip i i choose to do that myself and if i need or i'm if someone wants me to plan for something I don't want to do, then I, I won't do it sometimes. Yeah. And also, um, um, when I came to MBTI, I typed as INTJ two, and I still test as INTJ. And I watched a lot of, uh, Ligio's videos and they, the, there's such a, a, you know, we are quite diff, um, quite similar in some things, but in other things we are like the opposite of each other. Like they have a, a certain goal for life and things like that. And I don't even see a purpose in life. I just want to make the moment as enjoyable as possible and only prepare and plan as much as I need to maintain the possibility that tomorrow is an enjoyable day too.
0: That's really, really well put. And that's really consistent with all of the ISTPs that I've interviewed in the past as well. So the typical ISTP answers I hear to these questions is so, what Dominic said when they plan, it's because there was something fun. Normally, when I hear ISTP and they plan something, it, it normally is an event that was really fun, and they're like, Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna plan. This is also I hear the ISFPs also saying that too. So it's like they'll plan, but when it's something in their interests, but it's not it's not like a general planning mentality. Um, and when when Dominic was talking about His relationship with being in the moment and and not really like having a structured goal or purpose, but trying to just kind of like live in, I don't know how you explained it, but it's a certain way that you phrased it that I've like, wow, that is very ISP. Like that's so incredibly, I don't know, it's so well put. I just want to like put it into a frame and then frame it on the wall. And I don't know, sorry, Um, uh, because I think it's a good exemplar for people to understand the ISTP mentality.
1: Yeah, it feels to me that um, INTJs um, or the IJs in general or the, the planning types, that they take a, a quite big detour to what actually is the goal because for example um, a typical INTJ thing is having a career, a good career or something like that and they have this goal and they plan for it and they try to achieve it very, very um, passionately or so, and they, the, the goal is very far ahead, but the purpose of the goal is to make you happy in the end. And why do you take all these, um, or why do you make all this effort and make the moment or every day uncomfortable just to reach a goal that should make you happy in the end. So process just, should be fun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, in German we say, uh, der Weg ist das Ziel, uh, the way is the goal.
0: Yeah, that's a big, big difference as well. So JE functions, FE or TE, they're both end goal oriented in some way, TE more. TE is, it's end goal oriented in a more noticeable way in terms of things, objects, and impersonal things. So it's more end goal with impersonal things. Whereas FE, the reason why I'd say it's end goal oriented is because it wants the end for you to be happy or for you to feel comfortable or for you to feel safe. So FE is more like relational dynamic goals, but it's still like a type of wanting some sort of end product to be good, to be happy, to be like, I don't know what you wanted it to be. Whereas TI and FI, they're more process oriented. So the the process is more important. Like the process should also be enjoyable, which was really well explained by Dominic. And also uh, Dion, would you like to say anything about the INTJ and and the ISTP, anything?
3: Um, Well, just about that planning part for instance if i need to pack to go somewhere um i'll leave it till the last minute the night before you know i don't i don't want to pack it's not an enjoyable thing so and I, and i think a lot of those sort of things I, I don't want to plan in advance at all and i'll do them only as an absolute last minute learning for exams same thing i was awful at learning for exams you even lead yourself to believe that you'll 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 get to that tonight and you'll squeeze it in between this and that hour and me not being a night person in the end, the end result (laughs) didn't look good. Just exams never went well, but yes, planning for enjoyable things. Yes, sure. Um, But as, as you guys were talking, I was also pondering the following that since the primary motive for me is process and understanding, there would be a plan but the plan would fall under the process versus the process falling into the plan. In other words, my plans will always get adjusted and extended as required by the process versus having to fit into a schedule. So, yeah, so deadlines are my absolute worst thing ever. Yeah. I hate working to a deadline and I, and I know I, I can't almost.
0: Very interesting, Dion. There's a post that Heidi Pre uh, tweeted on Twitter, and it was about how to distinguish an ISFP from an INFJ, which I think is relevant to distinguishing an ISTP from an INTJ. And she was talking about one way to tell the difference between an ISP and an INJ is how they react when their plan is thrown off with ISPs, because they weren't really holding that plan so tightly to begin with, if it takes like a last minute you're still introverts so you're going to hate like last minute i don't know so like you you like you can still hate like detours but it's almost like deviations from a s- set in stone plan is okay because you never had a set in stone yeah. plan to begin mm-hmm. with whereas yeah. for the INJs might feel a bit of whiplash backlash and less of a willingness to 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 deviate uh because it's yeah. almost like they have to ingest adjust their entire vision they have to adjust their entire Direction, they're like it's almost like they, they're building. They were all building up for this one thing, and then now that one thing's not going to like pan out, and then now you, mm-hmm. there's this reluctance to adjust and adapt. So ISPs they have SE extroverted sensing as their auxiliary function, so that's going to give them a slight more ease with adaptation than an INJ would have on a general whole. <laughs> So yeah, any other differentiations you guys see that you guys want to mention?
2: Yeah, the INTJs are gonna to need to plan it more because I can kind of contrast that with Ryan. He, even though he's an ISTJ, where it's you have a similar dynamic where I'm like, let's just do the thing, let's just do the thing. We don't need to think that much about it. Like we 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 basically thought about it. We thought about it enough to do the thing, and he's like, no, we still we still have to think about the thing. <laughs> but why? <laughs>
3: why do we have um if there's some task to to be achieved the ni dom as in the intj is going to be pondering and trying to bring in all these relations what what if this how how could we do that um and the istp is just not going to be doing that they're going to be you don't you don't need to you don't need to be thinking all those things let's just do it
2: and I and I, I wants to wants to forecast a lot. Let me figure out where this is going to go before I bother to do it.
3: Well, and, almost, and, and, a, yeah. Almost a fear of taking action because you haven't mentally processed all the variations of that thing. Whereas the ISTP is quite happy to take that risk and just <laughs> uh, we don't. If if we know one path that'll work, that'll work.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's this quote from One Punch Man, the anime. Where he basically says, I'll leave tomorrow's problems for tomorrow's me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just <laughs> that's all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: And and I will actually often do that. I will, if I'm if I'm needing to fix something, um, I'm happy enough to do a half fix because it serves the purpose for now. Mm-hmm. The, the better fix for later planning can come later.
0: Yeah, yeah. So having that SE higher up will make you guys more okay with just doing it and doing a half fix for now and then maybe like later yeah. revising it instead of a full solution right away, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like a, like what Mara was saying, like the, the most obvious difference between ISTPs and INTJs is that JP difference. But, um, oh yeah,
2: so the INTJ with the inferior is sensing, that should be a stark contrast.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. I do think there's a
2: lot of stereotypes. I think, I think there have been so many mistypes with the INTJ that that distinction has been muddled. But when it comes right down to it, the INTJ should not be comfortable with the law of adapting. They shouldn't be. And you should get more of that, I am not saying it in a really negative way, stick in the mud type thing. Even though uh-huh. like, I'm not trying to... But you should have that problem where we don't want to adapt on the fly. We just don't.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of your more
2: adaptable INTJs, either they're older or they're ENTJs.
0: Agreed.
1: Um, I remember that uh, Michael, the INTJ, said in one of your videos that he almost plans to be spontaneous. (laughs) And... Um, or flexible or something like that and I really related to that um, statement but um, I guess that um, it is a good example that the same words can mean something totally different because he plans to be spontaneous, to to do something else, something to to deviate from his end goal or something like that and I plan to be spon- or to maintain the um, possibility to be flexible. I want to yes. make sure that I'm not um, pushed into, into one side or something like that. Or I want to be uh, able to be yeah, independent or something like that, but that makes sense.
2: So like with the vacation example, planning a vacation, I think a lot of times what that is, is I'll plan the vacation because I'm not Nessie dominant. So I'm not very good at just going out there and finding all the things to do. So what I'm going to do is come up with a list of things to do so that I have options when I get there, because I'm not very good at just finding those options. So I'm going to have my list of things I can I can access or reference when I'm out there. of What do I want to do right now? But I don't necessarily want to make an itinerary for it. I don't want to structure it. I just want to have options. I can go, I feel like doing this right now. And so go right out and do that now. So I'm going to plan my vacation from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like the planning for spontaneity in a sense.
1: Yes. Yeah. I guess, so from, um, yeah. Uh, I guess it's just to uh, prevent necessities so that you don't have to do something, so that you still have to uh, maintain the choice that you can choose whether to do this or that and not just go somewhere. And because you haven't planned enough, you have to do one thing and you don't like it.
2: Yeah. Waste your vacation away. Who wants to do that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's the classic perceiver who wants to keep their options open. So it's like, I want to plan. So then my options are open when it comes to be. Great points. <laughs> any any others before we end the panel? Like any other differences you guys see between ISTPs and INTJs and INTPs?
2: I mean, obviously the INTJs are more abstract and they just kind of pull things, whereas you your S E and I's usually have everything based on observation of some kind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So usually NI will come up in support of that SE observation.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, Someone told me that he thought that INTJs were the most I don't give a fuck about people type um, and about their opinions. And I thought that to be wrong, that that more applies to IPs in general because um, the IJs' first um, deciding function is extroverted. So they... Um, take in the reasons of other people. So INTJs have, for example, um, goals that are socially accepted, but they take a different or a more efficient and uh, yeah a more efficient way that um, doesn't um, consider the the feelings part so much, so that other people perceive it as I don't give a fuck but they still um, take in the the common goals like everyone has, like having a good career or something like that. And the IPs on the other side, they don't even care about the goal, you know?
0: Wonderful discussion, ISTPs. (laughs) Brilliant distinctions you've all drawn between the different types, like between ISTPs and their most common mistypes, the INCP and the INCJ. I think this is a good video for, for people trying to distinguish if their friend or if they are an ISTP. So this is a really helpful guide. So thank you for all of the knowledge, the wisdom, the insight, the thoughtfulness you all put into answering the questions I had for you. Thanks Joyce. Yeah. There's always some sort of camaraderie when I spend time with people who use the same functions as me. So thank you for being in my function group. <laughs> yeah. ISTPs tend to be like, I, I, they're,
2: they're so cool.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, it was really nice Dion seeing your model, your model airplanes and seeing it, like you, you were showing us that piece that you had that you made and that yeah. you crafted, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, showing showing some ISTP craftsmanship <laughs> to the viewers. Yeah, that was so fascinating to see. Yeah, and also to the view- viewers, this this panel is a representation that not all ISTPs are craftsmen, although there there are some that are most most of them aren't to figure out someone's type it's to look beyond the behavior and to look at the why they're doing things the cognitive reasoning for why they're doing things because type is in how your your cognition is functioning hence the word cognitive function so that's how you figure out someone's type (laughs) um yeah and and so thank you for that and mara thank you for your website when i came across it i was surprised in the best way possible because it's, it's very accurate and it's a free resource for people. So they can go on and they can read articles on the Jungian functions and have all of this amazing information for free. I like that freedom of information that any layperson can learn about the functions and that creates more awareness of type. And your articles are, are really bang on. You do a good job. <laughs> and I like reading them. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I go on your Facebook page and I always like heart all your new articles that I see and I'm like yeah it's more and Ryan (laughs) yeah it's to show support yeah so it it just shows you how much I heart your work (laughs) (laughs) it's true all right and yeah Dominic it's nice to talk to you about music (laughs) thank you for showing me your playlists (laughs) and even though you're 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 partially uncomfortable being on camera and you don't want to be you're still on because I asked you that means a lot to me. <laughs> 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 I noticed this trend with ISTPs when I ask them to be on panels. The first time sometimes like they'll hesitate for a long time. Mara took 2 weeks to see if she wanted to be a part of my the first panel I asked her to be a part of but then she eventually said yes. And that was like, amazing. Now we're a family. Look at what your decision made. (laughs) You're like, oh God, Joyce. Yeah. So yeah, it was nice meeting you, Dominic, and having chats with you. Mm -hmm. And your PowerPoints, your your PowerPoints telling people to be more accurate with their thought is really amazing. You teach us to organize our thinking and our, our ideas and our thoughts. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I hope this helped to distinguish why ISTPs tend to mistype as INTPs and INTJs and how to tell the difference. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.
1: (laughs) Bye. Ciao.